What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K. In front of a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, there's two people in the room. Uh, latest episode of the No Huddle Show. We're here to talk about a very big football game on Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, as I do at the beginning of every podcast lately, i got to remind you guys to sign up for our text message service, Eagles Extra. Uh, the numbers keep going up. We're getting a lot of messages. It's been a lot of fun. Again, it only costs four ninety nine a month, and it's free for the first two weeks. It's all over NJ.com. It's all over our Twitter. I know you've been enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, right? yeah. You, basically, you're getting an exclusive A and A on on your on your own time. Like you can text us whenever you want and basically say, "Hey Zach, what do you think of the wide receiver situation?" Yeah. And we'll give you a detailed, personalized update on that or, or an analysis. Also, since it's free for two weeks, you get the rest of the regular season run. So you can and then into the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, but but the rest of the regular season runs free. So, yeah. you yeah, know, and then you point, can get yeah. to the playoffs with us once you've kind of, you know, assessed the situation and, and taken in the product, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, and there, there's a story I'm working on that uh, is coming out tomorrow, and I think I'm going to, like, tease some of it out tonight just as, like, a little preview. And so the only people that are going to get that are the ones that are subscribed to Eagles Extra. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool because, you know, Mike and I every now and then work on some cool stuff. and Every we, now and we, then. We yeah. Be, yeah, every now and then. Yeah. And we like the ability to, like, let you guys know what it is before the rest of the world knows. So just, again, sign up for Eagles Extra because I told you to do so. All right. <laughs> and I am the boss. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into this Eagles-Cowboys game. Um, before we, like, get into the nitty-gritty, uh, some injury stuff. I'd say the only one player that it seems like has fully like progressed towards possibly playing out of like all the major ones is Derek Barnett, who has an ankle injury. Has an ankle injury. He's uh, missed the last two games. I think he's going to practice today. Uh, Which is Friday. by the time this is out, he will have practiced already. Um, Lane Johnson, I think they're less confident in, and and I think if they were to play today, he probably wouldn't play. Um, which doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence for Sunday either. It, like, like I, I think. The fact that it's Demarcus Lawrence out there, you don't want to throw even even Lane Johnson at you know whatever percentage below a hundred. Um, I'm just not sure that's gonna do the job against. I mean, I mean maybe that's better than Big V. That's that's the debate you have, but I don't know. What, like, how, how do you how do you feel about that if Lane doesn't play on? Something? I mean, high ankle sprains yeah. are typically a month long recovery, so. But we know he, Lane is crazy, is right? Yeah. But being crazy and being you know yeah. good is, <laughs> or, or being playing well, is, yeah, 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 two different things. Um, you know, it's he's had the injury for a week or two weeks. Um, I just don't think it's the smart move, especially if you are trying to make the playoffs. You want him for that entire playoff run. You want him to be healthy. Um, v played pretty well uh, rewatching the game against Washington. So I think you know I. I think I'd rather have V with a full week of practice at 95% than Lane Johnson at 65%. So, yeah. again, I, I think it's the right call to sit him out if they do end up sitting him out. If he's not practicing today, I mean, I don't know how you can expect for him to be ready to take on one of the leagues, uh, or at least the division's better pass rushers. Um, the other guy we need to talk about is Nelson Aguilar, who hasn't practiced in three weeks. Yeah, and I guess he walked in the locker room yesterday with a swollen knee. Yeah, it was – from what, yeah, it was. He usually the injured guys, by the way, don't appear in the locker room. But I think Nelson Aguilar probably saw how everybody was talking about this situation. He's like, oh, I, am I, I, I? So I, I've been working on the story, so I wasn't in there. But in my head, he's just walking in there like, 
making noises. Everybody notices him and like stretching really loudly. He definitely walked by several times. (laughs) And I said something to a a PR staffer. Here's some inside dirt. I was like, he could easily just like, everybody was over at Malcolm talking. And I was like, he could have easily just avoided all of us and pretended like we didn't even see him. And then he walked by and I was was like, Nelson Aguilar type. (laughs) I was like, okay, well he kind of wants it to be known that he's here. But, but Doug today said, they were basically asked, like, is it, are you guys going to shut him down? He's like, that's a conversation we're going to have. Which, in Eagles speak, is probably means he's not playing again this season, I would say. Um, well, and, and the, I think the question is, does he really help you out that much based on what you've seen? I mean, he's picked up less than 400 yards. On probably the helps you more than J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Probably, but at this but point... Yeah, if he's not healthy, then yes. Yeah, the, yeah that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not like he was a superstar that maybe yeah, yeah, playing yeah. at 80%. He just had a bad year. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. remembers. I mean, the... If you just look at any reaction to the mention of Nelson Aguilar on Twitter, it's like, are you sure he didn't mean his hands? That's what the yeah. reaction has been. Well, that I like, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, re- playing him with injury, I kind of understand, but like, Nelson Aguilar... Yeah, like, defenses aren't adjusting to Nelson Yeah, no, he's not, he ain't that type of guy. He's, you know, he can play all three positions, but not all very well. I just... Yeah. You've got a guy in the slot who I think has a lot Their of season is going to be decided well. about whether or not he plays. Is Correct. What we should say. Um, Jordan Howard seems like there's nothing new there. Uh, yeah, it's dude, unfortunate. That dude's not playing. And maybe in the playoffs if they make it. I, I, I yeah, I think that's a, probably uh, a good. I mean, because if they if they win this week, they should be able. They're pretty much in. They're not like a lock, but they're pretty much in. Mm-hmm. And then if if they lose this week, the season's over. So um, I doubt he plays uh, again the regular season. Um, Jay Darcy Whiteside was limited in practice yesterday with a. Was a calf or foot? It was a foot. It was foot, it, it and was, uh, it was, yeah, it was foot. You're right. Uh, so it was Brandon. Brandon Brooks was limited as a calf. Cox, but I imagine they're fine because they yeah. were in the locker room and stuff. But uh, Doug said JJ is fine. It was just precautionary. Though I wonder if <laughs> they bring up another receiver this week. Maybe they need to. Uh, I mean, I think if they put Nelly on IR, it would make sense. You then can you put have, up then you have Marcus Green spot. or um, Mitchell. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like they want to cut any of those other guys at the positions where they're. Where they're fully loaded, so I, I don't know where else they would do it if they don't put Nelson on. Maybe Jay Ajayi going. You'd feel better about two running backs. I would feel better about the two running backs and three receivers, honestly. But yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. But uh, other than that, I mean, so I, I mean, they're they're healthy otherwise, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been without everybody but Lane for uh, multiple games. So uh, and one. You know, I mean, Jordan Howard, Nelson Aguilar, and Derek Barnett have all missed the entirety of the two-week, uh, two-game winning streak. Lane's missed one, one and a half games of the two-game winning streak. So, realistically, you know, they're going in here. They can't have guys come in that are injured who are not playing at full strength and just bombing. So, I I, I would take Vinny Curry with the way he's played over the last two weeks. And Josh Sweat, yeah. And Josh Sweat at... 95% over Derek Barnett at 75%. Yeah. So I think that's their their outlook. And I think, you know, the way the season's gone, it's play with what you have, knives out, you know what I mean? And it is what it is. Yeah. And then uh, from the Cowboys side, uh, Dak doesn't look like he's going to practice. I think he might throw on like Saturday or something like that. He's not going to miss the game, obviously. There's like a lot of, I don't know if it's all fake or, or smoke or whatever, but there's a lot of talk about him like not being able to throw the ball down the field or something like that. Uh, I'll believe that when I see it. Though, I mean, the sh- shoulder... I mean, he's a guy that doesn't get hurt. So the fact that he's missing practice is at least relevant. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if... I know the Eagles won't say it, but I'm wondering if they're like 
thinking about that when they prepare for this game. I mean, I think you have to, yeah. but I don't know how you prepare yeah, yeah, for yeah. that, right? I mean, they still have Ezekiel Elliott. So. Yeah. Well, and also, spoiler alert, the Cowboys can beat you without throwing the ball deep. They have a lot of guys who are very elusive at the line of scrimmage, can get yards after the catch. They could work that short to intermediate route route concepts and and still pick up yardage. Tackling is going to be key here. Dak is fine sitting in 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 the pocket and throwing a slant routes and out routes that are you know fifteen to twelve yards. Um, you got to stop Zeke. You've got to tackle well. You've got to tackle Tony Pollard well. One of the biggest problems they had in week seven is they couldn't tackle well. Yeah, I mean, remember the Tony Pollard – was it Tony Pollard touchdown? No, it was or, Tavon Austin, Austin where he juked uh, Orlando Skandrick. Yeah, Orlando Skandrick apparently yep. forgot that he even played for both teams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, you've got to tackle and you've got to tackle well in open space, which has been a problem the entire season. Avante Maddox had some really tough – times against the Redskins due to that you have to cover well you have to cover well in in small spaces I expect them to use a lot of dollar package which would be basically dime with a big nickel um but the big nickel would be Maddox or LeBlanc depending on who they decide um they're going to have to blitz in this game uh you know I think Malcolm Jenkins might be the spy on Ezekiel Elliott um and you know Dak, you've got to hit him. You have to hit him. You, I mean, if if he's a wounded animal, you've got to be able to kind of make sure that he doesn't get a free pass. You know, you you've got to hit him. And listen, Dwayne Haskins with a much inferior line never got hit until the final play of the game. Uh, last and it was week. only named a sack like days later. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know. Dak needs to feel the pressure. And I think at home they've done better at getting pressure. I think the, the crowd noise will help. The, the link's going to be rocking. Um, but at some point, this team needs to step up on defense and get to the quarterback. It, 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 the home field advantage doesn't work unless you're, not, unless you're forcing turnovers and hitting the quarterback. Yeah. So before we get like full preview, let's, let's have like the Carson Wentz discussion, that, which has been raging on this week. Um, of course. Well, our, our former uh, – employee of the NJ Advanced Media Company, uh, <laughs> wrote that it's the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career, and Colin Cowherd Evergreen. Cut, cut wind of that and like went in the complete opposite direction, probably over the top, too, because I thought some of his points were pretty poor also. But like, where do you stand on the whole – I think we both agree that that's kind of a ridiculous statement for a regular season game. Maybe, but I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like more complicated than just saying it's the most important game. Like, the reason why it's an important game is because they're seven and seven and they've been bad all year. It's more nuanced and it yeah. comes down yeah. to actually understanding football. And I don't mean to be like, a, you know, I'm yeah. not trying to be snarky. I'm not trying to not act trying like, to like I'm not trying to be like Doug with the Coke and the hot dog. Yeah, I'm not trying to be an elitist here, but like, realistically, Carson's been throwing to. Do you know what it's like to throw to somebody? when they're in a potato sack race with the person that they're playing against. That's basically what it's been. Guys have not been getting open. Guys aren't very good around him. He's got Zacherts, Dallas Goddard, and three guys who have been on the practice, either on the practice squad or hadn't caught the ball regularly all season. I mean, that's what he's got. You know, his best tackle is gone. There's a lot of circumstances surrounding him where he does not – he's got – 
less than ideal circ, you know, circumstances. The defense isn't playing well. Um, it's this is a team sport. Yes, quarterbacks need to elevate the talent around them. He's done that the last two weeks. Dallas is still a good team, and they have a good defense. And like, it's just there's so many more variables. Yes, yeah, like, like so. Number one, if if he throws for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, then they lose. So does that mean it's his fault? Right. And number two, like he, so he's he. I don't think Carson Wentz has been the reason why the Eagles have either like won or lost any games necessarily. Like it's not that simple. Like a lot of right. other stuff happens around it. So like he's not the reason why they beat the Bills. He barely threw for any yards. He barely threw for any yards against the Packers. Um, he played poorly against the Seahawks, but like there was a lot of problems in that game. I mean, he was bad against the Seahawks. If there's a game where you can blame him for, it'd be that one. My my point being, like his career is not being defined by one regular season game in 2019. So I think it's a matter of phrasing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all about the phrasing. It. I think this is the biggest game he's played in in the NFL. I don't think this is the biggest game of his career. Yeah. Do you understand? You get what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make more sense? And, and also, it's only the, looks like the biggest game because. Two years ago, they beat everybody, so they knew what their fate was going to be already at this right. point. So, like, the Rams game, you could say, was maybe the biggest one, but he got hurt in that one, so you forget about it, kind of. Right. Like, it, it's all circumstantial. Like, it's that's why it's so... Like, if they lose this game and you play the bad game, that doesn't mean you give up on Carson Wentz. Like, right. that's why I, I don't get I, I, this look, thing. I, you won't catch me saying stuff like that, because I just don't think that that's a, a thing. I do think Howard had some pretty decent points. I think, you know... Radio culture in Philadelphia is different than it is in any other yes. city. Uh, well, maybe New York. Yeah, um, and Boston, maybe. Where the ideas of radio um, kind of guide the light of the fan base as a greater whole. Fair or not. Yeah. Fair or not. And, you know, like we brought up my brother-in-law's brother, Paul, consistently. He's a guy who kind of doesn't buy into the radio thought process but he's very aware of it. It's a culture. And I think there's so many hot takes and there's so many reasons well, they, to rush to judge. They have to fill the time. Sure, sure. Over the course of a long day. Like, I get that part of it. But to say that this is the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career to this point, it put, so. yeah, I mean, th- these are two seven and seven teams. Yeah. Um, this is the worst division in football right now. Like they're like they're it, stumbling in playoffs if they make it. Right. I mean, you know, here's the thing. This is a game where if the Eagles beat the Cowboys and then lay an egg next week against the Giants, what does that mean? Yeah, then? exactly. Then what's that Giants game? And they missed the playoffs still. Like, and when <laughs> you're constantly moving the goalposts yeah. of when, when the, you know, this is the biggest win of Carson's career. This is the biggest game. This is the biggest throw. The bottom line is it's a win or a loss. Yeah. And I think, you know, he can have a good performance. In a, look, look at the way people talked about him after the Green Bay game, where he was basically... The game manager. Yeah, the game manager. I think that's the best game this team's played as a, as a whole yeah. this season outside of the Jets game. all of it, yeah. Right. It's a team game... I do think that at some point with the way that the Cowboys have dominated the Eagles, they've won four straight against them. You can throw the Nate Sudfeld game out if you want. So that's three straight games. Um, And not only have they dominated them one-on-one, they've dominated the division in a lot of ways. They won two of the last three division titles. The Eagles obviously won it in 2017. But... um, this is a group that needs to kind of get over this 
hey, we're losing to Jason Garrett all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I do find it funny. There it goes. There it goes. The spirit of Jason Garrett. Um, the thing that I find really interesting about Philadelphia radio culture is there's this sentiment that, like, Jason Garrett's terrible, so the Eagles would actually probably benefit from losing because maybe Jason Garrett stays in the division. Well, no, that's not the case. Jason Garrett's done very, very well against the Eagles during his career. So to say that, that you know, maybe overall he's kind of a bit of a dopey coach, uh, he's still been kryptonite for Doug Peterson since he's been here. And I think to, to be foolish enough to say, oh, well, you know what? We want Jason Garrett to stick around the NFC East. It's kind of silly to me. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, in the context of, yeah, if they, if they lose, at least that means Garrett's... Well, if he's staying around, then the Eagles aren't winning anything, it looks like. Right, exactly. It's not because of him, maybe, but, like... But, yeah. But, like, on the surface, yeah. like, if you... if you, He's won three games against Doug, yeah. Yeah, if you subscribe to the, this is the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career, you also should be subscribing to the fact that Jason Garrett's whooped this team three times in a row with pretty favorable... Favorable circumstances. Yeah, and the most recent one was a blowout. Right. Um, so there. So there. <laughs> All right, let's get into the game. What are some of the, the matchups? You mentioned Malcolm uh, following Zeke. Like, he, like how, how, do, how do they – they haven't stopped Zeke, by the way. Like, he's all – they haven't lost with him in the game. Yeah, I mean, this is a – right. This is a situation where everybody's going to kind of have to take priority on him. But I think – if you have Malcolm kind of being the guy who's there to that that's his one goal. He's going to cover him. He's going to be the first guy at him at the point of attack uh when he hits the hole. Like he, he's the guy in my opinion. He's the best tackler of the four guys in the secondary. He's a better tackler than Nathan Gary, God knows. Um and I mean Nigel Bradham's going to have to assist him. Like this is going to have to be a team effort. Jim Schwartz talks about this all the time. When you tackle well as a team, you don't notice missed tackles. And I think that that's an important sentiment to have. That said, Nathan Gary is going to get run over. We've said that, I said this before week seven. He is not big enough to be in the middle. Um, and I just don't see this team really being able to stop him. That said, when you have a dominant running game against you, and you but you can keep them out of the end zone that's helpful. Like if they're just riding Zeke and it's a one dimensional game because Dak's injured draining the clock and all that. Cool. They're draining the clock, but if they're settling for field goals, that doesn't really matter if you can put up points on the other side. Um, If you can hold them to 20 points, you're going to win this game. Um, Conversely, if you can make, if you can take away the run and Dak has to throw the whole game, he's going to produce turnovers. If you look at the Rams game last week, they leaned heavily on the running game. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott went off. Yeah, and the receivers who have killed the Eagles in the past are basically nothing. Right, and Jared Goff had some turnovers. Did not look yeah, good. that dude sucks. So <laughs> Carson needs to protect the football. The offense needs to kind of run through Miles Sanders again, who I think is the best offensive player on this team right now. Yeah. Um, not saying much, but yes. I mean, and then you got Zach Ertz, the, who's – Constantly coming up clutch. I I almost guarantee you he will make a, a big play in this game. If the Eagles win this game, it will be at the. He'll probably have a big one at the end. <laughs> and he's three catches away from breaking Jason Witten's record for the most receptions by a tight end through seven seasons, which is pretty impressive. I know there were people that that kind of scoffed at the the notion of the oh wow the specificity of it. Probably. But think about that: seven seasons. 
That's every tight end. That's and not that just Jason. He's on pace to like lead all tight ends and stuff. Right. If he plays for six hundred years, yeah. like Jason Wynn or, or Tony, Tony Gonzalez, Gonzalez yeah. So again, <laughs> I, I think this is a big game for the actual pieces they have: Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, maybe Greg Ward, maybe you know Rob it's Davis. It's going to be tougher for like Greg Ward to have a game like he did last week against this team because they. Like Byron Jones is probably going to be covering him. Well, no, Unless actually, he's covering Ertz, I guess. Yeah, I think Byron. That's so another match. Will be open, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. Byron Jones, you're going to designate your best cover guy to Zach Ertz, no matter what. And since the Eagles don't have really wide receivers that are going to to threaten you, that don't scare you. Yeah, yeah, you're going to put Byron Jones in there. But that said, the safety Xavier Woods is probably going to line up against a guy like Miles Sanders or a guy like Greg Ward, and that will help you move the ball up the field. They need to run really well in this game. They need to do some two-back sets with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders to kind of elude to run and pass. There needs to be some RPO action. Uh, neither one of their corners really do anything for me. Like, um, what is it? it Chidobe Awuze and yeah. somebody else? Uh, what's his name? Um, I can look it up. I mean, they're, they're solid. They're just yeah. not like... You know, world beaters. I think Rob Davis showed during the Redskins game he got open. Yeah, he was getting open, yeah. Um, and while JJ wasn't. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they adjust. They can't go through this game with just one wide receiver catching the football. Um, but again, it's Jordan Lewis. Is that the guy you were thinking of? Yeah, yeah, Jordan Lewis. So, but again, this team needs to deliver. They need to play a full game. They know what's at stake. Um, you know, I'm interested to see kind of Lael Collins versus Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham's been shut out the last three yeah. weeks. and If he, he wants to get 10 sacks, he's got to start this week. But he's also a guy that kind of steps up in major moments. Yeah. And I think this could be the game. Ever heard of the Super Bowl? <laughs> Once or twice. Um, and I think Fletcher Cox also gets up for – Cox gets up for big uh, <laughs> big games. So um, – I think this could be a good game from the defensive front. It seems like they deli- they had three sacks against them last the last time they played. Uh, I think that was one of the better sack performances of the season for a defense against that offensive line. So, you know, it'll be interesting. And I mean, this team will go as Miles Sanders and Carson Wentz go, and whether that's fair or not. And, you know, we'll see. They don't have ideal circumstances. The starting right tackle's not there. They have wide receivers that most people couldn't name. Uh that are Eagles fans. Um, and I think, you know, Dallas Goddard running a two-game touchdown streak against the Cowboys. Maybe he he oh, does true. well against his namesake. And, uh, <laughs> I will say, I think, uh, you talked about this a little bit, I think they are going to go pretty heavy on the screen game. Yeah, I do. Um, I think you kind of have to. Uh, especially, like, that's kind of how you can try and uh, help the big V at right tackle. I think you see a lot of Dallas Goddard over there helping him block. Um I think a large reason why they came back against the Giants is they were in the screen game so well with Boston yeah. Scott. Yeah, I mean, he had like five catches, and they were mostly in the second half, I believe. What I appreciate about Boston Scott is he's extremely patient in setting up his blocks, especially in the screen game. So we'll see how that goes. I So I, I hope they get – like Greg Ward, I'm just waiting for them. It would be easier to get creative with him if he wasn't their number one wide receiver, to be honest. But yeah. like I am waiting for them to do something, whether it's an end around or a wildcat play, like something like, – like he just. 
he has that sort of dynamism to him. Yeah, I mean, when when Nelson Aguilar was the number one yeah, wide like receiver. Yeah, like a Nelson Aguilar type thing, because they used to do that with him a lot. Right, they needed to use pre-snap motion pretty regularly. It worked earlier in the season. They just can't rely on it so heavily that it becomes kind of their identity on offense against the Cowboys. Um, I don't. I think the Cowboys defense, is a, that unit's a good group. There's definitely issues. I think you can run on them. I think you can do well in the screen game against them. And I think, you know what, given what we've seen on tape the last three weeks, I think you can push the ball on them down the field because they're not really going to be respecting or expecting that. All right. Is there any any other tidbits going into this game that you're looking at before we do our predictions? I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, it, <laughs> We constantly talk about how much more talented Dallas is. We've talked about it. You've talked about it. They've beaten one team with a winning record. And I think that that's important. I think when you look at the resilience of the Eagles, if this game is very close in the fourth quarter, I think the Eagles win it. Um, That said, they have to start fast. They have to do all that stuff. If this kind of ebbs and flows as a low-scoring game, I think the Eagles are in really good shape. If it's a shootout, they're not going to win this game, period. It's just not going to happen. And I actually think, you know, maybe Dak impresses us and, and throws a bomb the first play of the game because they want to test it out. That's bad news. You want to keep the, you want them to run the football because if they're running the football and they're confident in, their, in, their, in running the football and you're stopping them, you know, that can eat up a lot of time. I think whoever wins the kickoff is going to be in re- – or wins the coin toss is going to be in really good shape. Because Especially if, if they say the right thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, deferring There's is the – There's going to be more eyes on, the, on this uh, coin toss than maybe any ever. Deferring <laughs> is very important in this one. And saying that you're deferring. Yes, correct. <laughs> maybe have a different captain this That's time. A, this is just stupid rule. Somebody who's very, you know, clearly – You're the defer guy. You're the receiving guy. Have the long snapper. Put that on his plate. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, by the way, we, since our last pod, Pro Bowl happened, and we we forgot to do an emergency podcast about Rick Lovato being the, the first ever NFC uh, long snapper to make it. Well, he's the first. Well, voted in. Yeah. Vote, yeah. So, voted in. <laughs> long story short, they pass. typically the head coach of each Pro Bowl team would pick the long snapper because they felt like fans and players wouldn't really vote on it and give – you know, credence to the vote. Uh, Zach Diossi of the Giants, J.J. Jansen of the Carolina Panthers, uh, Joe Cardona of the Patriots, and then Morgan Cox of the Ravens kind of started this movement with the NFLPA. They got it passed. And Rick Lovato is the first ever, he and Morgan Cox are the first two players to ever be voted in by their peers. So it's a pretty cool accomplishment. New Jersey kid, Middletown. Not a lot of people from the deli uh, right, right in voting. And, uh. <laughs> I asked him if he was going to do it, like if there was going to be a Pro Bowl deli sandwich, he kind of like, you know. I mean, that's not funny. He was like, yeah. <laughs> that's like, like a lot of my jokes. But other, <laughs> but other guys that got in were Zach Ertz, uh, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, and Fletcher Cox, which I feel like he's getting, like he's not yeah, that's a bad name. year. That's a name more one. of a reputation. Yeah, that's a name numbers one. are... If you look at it compared to last year, like I mean, he's good. having a good year. Yeah, yeah, it's just from saying. a number standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he hasn't been great. Like he hasn't been Fletcher Cox level great. He's been yeah. Great. Um. So what what'd you have for a prediction? Uh, I had thirty one twenty seven. Um. If Dax, that but the, we made those earlier on the in the, week, in, yeah. in the week. You know that was when Dak we thought was going to be fine. Um. 
I still think that Dallas inevitably wins this game, but I'll probably lower my score down to 27-24. Yeah, because you said if it's a blow, if it's a shootout, Eagles. Yeah, if don't they get it, if yeah. they get into the high twenties, they're gonna lose this game. Yes, yeah, I have. Again, I keep changing my mind too, just because it's been such a weird week injury wise. But I have the Cowboys thirty-eight, Eagles thirty-one. I'm still mainly concerned about those receivers. If Dak can throw the ball down the field, there's nobody in the, that secondary that's stopping Amari Cooper. They never have before. Yeah. Well, and Amari's back. not really in yeah. the best shape either. So. Yeah, true. But Michael Gallup is really good now. Um, I will say, if this game is uh, under combined thirty-four points, the Eagles win this game. For sure. Well, uh, if it's under forty points, so you're saying if you think the Eagles are going to win, you should take you should bang the the under on the on your on your betting. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, before we go, one more time, sign up for Eagles Extra. Get text messages from Mike and yours truly. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. You can send us gifts if you want to. We we will take any Baby Yoda gifts. Um, and gifts also, if you want to send us a gift of Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm cool with that. He's so cute. He is. He is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll end on that note. Leave us some comments. Rate us some reviews. And sign up for Eagles Extra. Thanks, and go, guys. And go see Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. We need that those ad, that <laughs> that ad uh, revenue, Disney. Yeah, <laughs> Disney Plus. This is sponsored by Disney Plus. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> All, right. All right, bye, guys.